You're listening to Live Set Apart, a podcast inspiring you to embrace your unique gifts, be who God created you to be, and change the world in your unique way. I'm the host, Valerie Cote-Talia, thanking you for tuning in and believing that this episode will impact your life in a meaningful way. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at I Live Set Apart. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Live Set Apart, and visit our website, LiveSetApart.com, for exciting updates. That way, you'll never miss any of our encouraging content live set apart be who god created you to be you are listening to episode eight of live set apart where i unpack my interview with miss ursula mcclary shine your light miss ursula has been a constant source of encouragement for me over the years and she really didn't know how big of an encouragement she was until we sat down together and did her interview She's such a blessing. I was so touched and inspired during her interview. Like my eyes were just welling up with tears of joy as we spoke because I could just feel the joy and the love from her. And I was just full just from hearing her her whole story. And it's so amazing how she is simply the woman who she is because she got a revelation very early on in her walk with Christ that God wanted her to shine her light. Hence the title of her episode, Shine Your Light. And so once she got that revelation to shine her light, it just set her on a path of being an example of Christ in the earth. And in doing so, she impacted my life and she's impacting the lives of others every single day. She is the author of the book, Journey to Freedom. And she blessed me with a free copy of her book and I love it and I love her. So in this episode, I'm going to pull three keys that she shared. Now she shared a lot in her interview, but I'm going to pull three keys that she shared that will help us all to shine our lights. Since I did my interview with Ursula, I've heard from so many different, not heard from directly, but I've heard messages from various pastors about shining your light. And I do not think it is a coincidence at all. Uh, The world is so, so dark right now in this moment of time, this moment in time, the world is so dark. And so it's up to us as the children of God to let our light so shine that men may see our good works and glorify God. We need to be allowing our lights to shine so that our lights point people to God. And so very early on in her walk, Miss Ursula received that revelation in a dream actually that she was to let her light shine she was such a babe in Christ at the time she had never even heard of the scripture but it's such a foundational scripture that we've all heard at some point I mean it's inspired the the little song this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine it's basically it's a simple key for us as children of God it gives a key of how we should be living our lives so that God is glorified and so I'm going to read the amplified version of Matthew 5 verses 14 through 16 and it says you are the light of Christ to the world a city set on a hill cannot be hidden nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your father who is in heaven and this scripture is 
so powerful to me is really a foundational scripture for live set apart because as the children of God we one should not be blending in with the world we are set apart so we should be living a life that is set apart and as we're doing so our light should be shining and pointing people to Christ and it simply cannot do that if we are not shining and so if we are not shining before men in such a way that they see our good deeds and moral excellence as it says in the amplified version people cannot recognize and honor and glorify our fathers in heaven through what we do here on this earth so it's so important for us to let our light shine we are the only jesus that some people will ever see and so what are we showing them is our light shining now This sounds so simplistic, let your light shine. But let me tell you, it is not always easy to let your light shine. I mean, if you live in any city where you have to commute from your house to work, then you know what traffic is all about. (laughs) And you know that the commute can be crazy. But it's important that even while we're driving during that commute, that our light is shining. It's important that our lights are shining in our relationships, the way we treat people on our jobs, you know, as we're out and about in the city and doing our thing, it's important that our lights are shining. And so Miss Ursula, when she was a babe in Christ, she got the revelation that her light should be shining. And she said to herself, all I have to do is let my light shine and let people see my good works. And that's my purpose. And so that's how she started with her loving on people and encouraging people just by letting her light shine. I mean, like I said, the world is such a dark, dark place, but I'm sure you have discovered at some point in your life that even when you're in the darkest room, the smallest glimmer of light can light an entire room. The smallest glimmer of light can light an entire room dark room. And so some of us are in environments where we are that tiny glimmer of light in a dark, dark environment. So it's up to us to make sure that when we're in those environments that our light is shining. And that is my prayer. I really, really want my light to shine no matter where I am. And so I have to keep my mind on the Lord to purposefully and intentionally Make sure that my light is shining while I'm doing everything. And trust me, I do not always get it right. But when I get it wrong, I go to the Lord. We have a conversation. I repent and I do things better the next time. But my prayer is that my light is always shining. I don't want it to be said of me that my light does not shine. So Let's be lights. Let's be the light. Let's be the light on our jobs. Let's be the light in our homes. Let's be the light in our communities. And let's be the light even in our churches because believe it or not, some churches are missing some light. Some of the light bulbs in some churches are dim, if you know what I mean. And so our lights need to shine even in our churches. Of the three keys that I pulled from Miss Ursula's interview, and I had to really narrow it down to see which three keys do I want to share. But I do believe that these three keys will help us to ensure that our light is shining. And key number one, which has been a recurring theme, interview after interview, is to stay in relationship. So in this relationship, this is staying in relationship with the Lord, keeping your love relationship 
with the Lord nurtured. Acts 17, 28 says that in him we live and move and have our very being. And if we're not in him, in that relationship, how can we live and move and even have our being? So in other words, stay in relationship, stay connected to the vine, stay connected to the vine. I don't know about you, but as much as I want to be like Jesus, I simply cannot do it without nurturing my relationship with him. And so have you ever noticed, you know, you've been in a relationship with somebody and you start sounding like that person and it's like you'll hear yourself say something and it's like, hold up. Did I get that from so-and-so or did they get that from me? Who said it first? I don't know, but I'm starting to sound just like this person. And the same thing happens when you spend time, as you spend time with the Lord, as you spend time in the word, as you spend that quality time with the Lord, the same thing happens. We begin to sound like him. The only difference is we know who said what first in that relationship. So I'll tell you, it's not always easy to be like him. That part doesn't come naturally because we are flesh. Our flesh does not want to be like Christ. Our flesh wants to be flesh. But the more time that we spend with the Lord and prayer and worship and meditating on the word, getting that word in our spirits, the harder it will become to not be like him. The more time we spend in his word, reading his love letter to us, internalizing all of those promises that he's spoken over our lives, the harder it's going to be to not be like him. I mean, try it for yourself. I remember back in the day, I worked a job where I had to be at work early. I had to be at work at 7 a.m. That was torture, but I did it. I made it. And so I would spend my one-on-one time with the Lord at the end of the day because I didn't want to, I would be up and just, I would fall asleep. (laughs) I mean, just period. I would fall asleep. I wouldn't be able to stay awake during my one-on-one time in the morning. And so I would spend my one-on-one time at the end of the day. And I had a 30 minute commute to work from Atlanta to Decatur. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Atlanta area or not, but the commute is terrible. And so I would make my commute, first of all, On top of having to be at work at seven, I am not a morning person. So here we have this non-morning person getting up before the sun, depending on what time of the year it is, and trying to get to a job by 7 a.m. through a terrible commute. Let me tell you, that would just ruin my whole day. I mean, the commute was horrible. The commute was the worst. And everything would just make me so mad. I promise you every terrible driver in Atlanta was in my commute. We went to work the same way every morning and it was so bad that it was almost comical. Like if you weren't me dealing with it, you would laugh at the dumb stuff that was happening around me on my commute to work to the point where I was even going to buy a dash cam and start a YouTube channel and (laughs) show my commute and my commentary for these drivers. And I promise you, they would have been very entertaining videos. It was just a hot mess. And so I would do my commute, get to work, have a terrible commute, come home, do whatever I had to do, and then spend my time with the Lord at the end of the day. At some point, 
I decided to change up my schedule and spend one-on-one time with the Lord in the morning and in the evening. So it was like I would book in my day, start the day one-on-one time. And I mean, not just prayer, but one-on-one time. Like, Lord, I want to hear from you today. We're going to worship. We're going to pray. I'm going to spend this time with you and then start my day. I changed up my routine and I started doing that in the morning. And let me tell you, my commute totally changed. And it's not that the drivers got any better because it was the same people. I mean, I even recognized some of the same cars. If I would leave my house at the same time of the day, I would recognize some of the same cars on my commute. So none of us changed. None of the drivers changed. I changed. My patience increased. I began to extend grace to the terrible drivers. The foolishness didn't phase me as much. It was almost miraculous. And it was all because internally, I changed just spending that one-on-one time with the Lord. It was a straight byproduct of spending that one-on-one time with the Lord that just gave me a peace and a calm. To It was almost as if I was above the foolishness that was happening on the road around me. So I know from experience that that relationship helps you. I mean, in him, like I said, we live and move and have our being. And if we're in that relationship with him, it's going to help us to handle it. Every challenge that we face on this day-to-day journey of life is going to help us face every challenge is being connected to him and nurturing that relationship with him. So we can't even, we can't love right outside of our relationship with him. We can't forgive people outside of our relationship with him. And we can't even operate in our gifts outside of our relationship with him. We can't fully operate in our gifts and the purposes and the plans that he has for us outside of our relationship with him. It truly is key number one to shining your light is to stay in relationship. When we're in relationship with him, we can be in tune with the spirit so that we are led by the spirit in all that we do. When we're in relationship with him and getting in that word and abiding in that word and it's feeding us, it's giving us everything that we need to get through our days. It's going to help us to overcome the lies of the enemy that the enemy will try to throw at us throughout the day. I mean, it's going to help us to just believe, believe in God's word, believe that we are everything that the word says that we are and that we can do everything that it says we can do in his word when we stay in relationship with him. So I know it for myself. I mean, there have been situations where I just know if I didn't have Jesus, somebody was going to be in jail. Somebody was going to be in jail, but thank God for Jesus. So that's key number one to shining your light. Stay in relationship. And key number two, be a witness. So Miss Ursula, as a babe in Christ, she was first, she was given a revelation in a dream to shine her light. And then another scripture came to her from Jeremiah about being a witness, about being an example and being like Christ, being a witness. And one way that we can be a witness is just to testify, to tell our story to people. Fortunately, and thank God, we do not look like what we have been through. And so there are people around us who would not believe some of the things that we've been through because thank God we don't look like it. But when we share those stories, when the spirit leads us to share those stories with people, we can help free people. We can help break chains off of people just by testifying and sharing our story with him. Because people can look at us and think that we have it all together, but we just got to tell the truth 
and shame the devil and let people know we do not have it all together. You do not know my whole story, but let me tell you, let me tell you what God has done for me. So Miss Ursula, she shared how she grew up in an abusive family and she was broken by that. You know, her self-esteem was broken. She ended up, you know, doing drugs and just living this rough lifestyle as a direct result of the abuse that she was enduring in her home. She was broken. She was broken, but God used all of those experiences that she went through and he even used her brokenness so that now she is a master at mending. Her brokenness has made her a master at mending and my bishop has used those words and so that's why I'm using those words, master at mending from her brokenness. Because of her brokenness, she's able to sense when other people have gone through what she has gone through. And that brokenness that she has lived through as she shares her story with other people, it helps to free other people. Because they see that now she is healed and she's whole and her healing is driving her to want to bring healing to others. So think about your story. And think about those things that you've gone through that, you know, maybe everybody doesn't even know that you've gone through those things. And think about those things that you've grown through. And now think about how God is using those experiences to help you change other people's lives. He uses everything that we have gone through. He uses every hurt. Every hurt can be used for his glory. So think about what you're passionate about. It was just this morning that my bishop shared that a person is passionate about something because in some way it has pained them. A person is passionate about something because in some way it has pained them. And that's exactly why Miss Ursula is so passionate about helping to bring healing to other people because she knows what it's like to be broken. And since she has been healed, she wants other broken people to experience that same healing. And so she's passionate about bringing healing to other people. And right now, at this point in my life, one thing that I'm passionate about is about people not settling in relationships. I see it happen all the time. I've seen it happen all the time. I've done it several times, settling in relationships. And so I'm really passionate about people not settling in relationships. And I promise you, because of my experiences, I will never settle in a relationship again. And that's on period. And I know you're not ever supposed to say never, but let me tell you, I will never settle in a relationship again and so now when I'm being oh how long you gonna be single oh you're single blah 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 I'm gonna keep being single until I hear from the Lord and I get the confirmation and the peace in my spirit that this person who I'm dealing with that I can move forward with this person but I promise you if I feel a just an inkling of myself settling (laughs) it's not gonna happen That's one thing that I'm passionate about now is seeing other people settling in relationships because I've been there, I've experienced it, and I know that God has better. So think about some of those things that you are passionate about and think about how you can use that passion to help positively impact other people. 
So key number one to shining your light is to stay in relationship. Key number two is to be a witness. Share your story to help free other people. And key number three is to love people. Mm, mm, mm. Two words should be simple, right? It's not. And why is it not simple to love people? Why is that so hard? Let me tell you why. Because we are crazy. People are crazy. But we have to love people. Through all of our craziness, we have to love people. There were two laws for us. Jesus said to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Two things to do. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. But it's so hard to love your neighbor. But we have to love people. We have to love people. You don't want people to see your light, but not be able to feel your warmth. Mm. So you don't want people to see, oh, you wear a cross around your neck or you have Jesus is Lord on your bumper sticker or your screensaver says praise the Lord or you have your Bible on your desk at work. You don't want people to see your light, but not be able to feel your warmth. I remember I got into a car with somebody. We were going somewhere and they had a gospel music channel on the radio. And I was like, what? I would have never known that they even knew what a gospel song was because I never feel their warmth. So that that case is a little different because I never even saw their light. So that was a little different. Hmm. Maybe not the best example, but still, at any rate, you don't want people to see your light, but not be able to feel your warmth. And I know for me, that's true because I've been there. I've been there where people could not feel my warmth and I never want to be back in that place. And so my prayer is to love people the way that Jesus does. And my first lady is a just a walking, talking breathing, living version of this scripture. I mean, she loves people in a way that it makes me feel like, man, I I have to do better. <laughs> I need to do better. Like I aspire to just have that kind of love just, just bubbling over in me. I mean, she inspires me to love even harder. And I really, really, truly do want to love people the way that God loves. I really do. It's my heart's desire. And so I have to spend that time with him or else people, people will suffer. (laughs) People will not be loved by me if I don't spend that time with him, because spending that time with him gives me the strength and ability to be able to love the unlovable. And I will never forget my best friend was sharing with me how she was able to so freely love someone who is very difficult to love, someone in her life who is very difficult to love. And she brought up the scripture from Luke 6 that says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. But love your enemies, do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high. So if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. 
but love your enemies, do good to them. That can be difficult without the grace of God. Without the grace of God, we simply cannot love the way that we are supposed to love without the grace of God. And so I think it's it's not coincidental that that scripture starts, that scripture in Matthew 22, it starts with to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. There's no coincidence that you have to love God first because I'm telling you, if you don't love God first with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, you are not gonna be able to love your neighbor as yourself. You need that connection to the Lord to be able to love your neighbor as yourself. And I think about situations that I've been in where I've wanted to check people. And, you know, I I did get really good, at least at not reacting to people, but responding. And so I would give myself time to calm down and really think about how I'm going to say X, Y, Z to whoever. I can remember on so many occasions, you know, having this script all in my mind, like I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell him. Blah, 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 blah. And then when I get in the situation, it's like the Holy Spirit just totally edits that script. Thank God to where I'm able to speak to this person in love. And I I thank God for that. And I don't know if you remember. Well, of course you remember back in the day, there were these little bracelets. I can't remember what year it was, but the WWJD bracelets. Remember those? The what would Jesus do? And sometimes we have to just when we get in those situations with those hard to love people, just ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus snap on this person or would Jesus extend love to this person? I don't know why. What would Jesus do went to the wayside, but it's still a good saying and a good thing to think about. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus show love to this person? That's what I want to do. And so there it is. If you want to shine your light, Miss Ursula shared three keys to help us to be able to do so. Key number one is to stay in relationship with the Lord. Key number two, be a witness. Your light will shine as you're being a witness to others. And key number three, to love people. And those three things will help you to shine your light. And so I hope that these three keys help you. And please, if you haven't already, go back and listen to episode seven, where you can hear my entire interview with the lovely and loving and encouraging Miss Ursula McClary. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of Live Set Apart, help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the podcast. That way we can keep making great episodes for you to listen to. And it helps other people find us too. If you've got a question for me or my guests or a topic you'd like to hear covered, email me at Valerie at Live sets apart.com and follow on instagram at i live set apart for regular inspiration thank you for tuning in until next time live set apart be who god created you to be